All right, welcome back to Stacking Wood with Josh and Travis Wyman. I'm Josh. I'm actually in New Hampshire this time, uh, and Travis is still in Los Angeles. How's it going, Travis? It's overcast today. It uh, it feels nice out. It's a nice day. Ah, it's a very twin thing of you to say, twin brother. Well, I'm very excited because... Wait, can we restart? <laughs> let's just restart. I'm not, let's just be normal. No, keep going. <laughs> just use that as the intro. Why not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what you want to do another one yeah no, yeah no keep going why not that. that's no a that's funny it's, stu- it's stupid okay uh, okay okay <laughs> all right so anyhow uh yeah so how's the weather out there travis it's all it's overcast but it's nice you know okay it feels a little uh more like i'm in northern california all right yeah. well it's uh it's a little cloudy and drizzly over here today and I'm really excited because I have uh, with me today our extra special guest. Uh, you know him, Travis, because we used to all share a bedroom. Uh, Sam Wyman, our brother. Hey, Sam, how's it going? <laughs> I like that sound effect, Sam, you just did. Yeah, I've been thinking about that one a lot. You're your own hype man. Appearance. Yeah, I was like, oh, how do I want to march in? I want to be like Pitbull. I was like, Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, that was a great entrance, Sam. Really good to have you. I'm excited. I didn't think you were ever going to have me back on. Well, after what you did last time, mm. we really had to consider it, but uh, we're happy to have you back, too. Hey, you guys are at Sam's house right now, right? Yeah, we set up a nice little studio in my living room. We've got a little folding table uh some accoutrement. We have some Knob Creek bourbon and some coffee uh, because oh, we need nice. a little pick-me-up because we went to uh, a barbecue for our cousin's son, Dylan, and ate a bunch of burgers and dogs and drank some beers. You know, you know, you get like that little like lull after you, you like drink beer and eat burgers and dogs and eat cake. Oh, yeah. So yeah. we hit that at around. any family event. You yeah. just keep eating. Like, there's always oh. a big, at least at our family events, there's always a big uh, thing of plain Lay's potato chips, mm-hmm. and you keep eating those chips no matter, like, w- far beyond what you normally would do with a single bag of chips like uh, uh, you, that you would have for lunch. Like, you probably end up eating, or at least I do, like, six of those bags. <laughs> yeah. I think it's healthy to eat chips sometimes yeah. because sometimes out here, like the other day it was mid-80s, I was sweating all day. And I just craved chips because I had no more salt in my body. I sweated it all out. So yeah, you need it. It's I like to eat a bunch of chips. Josh and I did a uh, hundred mile bike ride last Sunday. They had chips at some of the the sag stops along the way, and you just like you just want to like mm-hmm. lick the salt off them because it just comes out of your pores. You got like white all over your arms by the end of the ride. Yeah, it's kind of gross. That was oh, a man. that was a hard ride. We we rode a. For six hours in the rain to raise money for the American Lung Association over by Portsmouth, New Hampshire. <sighs> oh, it's uh, Sam's uh, demonstrating his lungs for the microphone because I said American Lung. But, uh, yeah. uh, so how, but I heard about that. It was cold and rainy, right, for 70 miles? Yeah, it was uh, Sam and me, our uh, our dad, Bob, and so she, and uh uh sam's friend a uh, Bo actually long time friend long time roommate friend of the show shout out Bo derek Bo derek friend of the show and uh also tara 
And uh, shout out Tara, Tara's Bo's wife, and Sarah, and Sarah, yeah, Sarah, who we had ju- we just met. That's Tara. Sarah is Tara's friend. So shout that was the crew. Shout right out there. to Sarah. Shout out to Tara. Shout out to Bo Derek. Yep. Shout out to Bob. <laughs> Hundred miler squad goals. <laughs> we did it. Yep. It Lot- was cold. It was wet, but it was it was good. It was rough. Did anything crazy happen, or uh, there were a lot? There was a lot of crashes. Yeah, because it hadn't rained in a while. <clears throat> I think this happens in L.A. too. When it doesn't rain for a while, the oil gets pulled up out of the uh, the pores of the road. When the rain comes down, does mm. that happen? That's what I've heard. Yeah, and it makes it really slick. That oil and it gets yeah. slick on the pavement. And then on those skinny little tires on road bikes, it makes for a really dangerous combo when it rains and it pulls all that up because it's like you're just like biking around on a big old greased up sheet of tinfoil so um i oh, think man. at like mile 80 we stopped at a sag stop and we saw one of the rescue vans come by with like four bikes on the back and they're like "Ooh, like we've already seen like three or four of those go by uh, i think people were just going oh, down man. hard on the hills so no one slipped in your group nope nope oh, yeah. nice. hey actually GD i went goats. on a bike ride uh last saturday too i went on i went mountain biking in topanga canyon which is out more towards Malibu. Oh, nice. Oh. And uh, it was really fun. It was a bike shop out there. does a morning ride Saturday mornings. And uh, we got to a section where it was really steep. It was like a quarter mile downhill section <clears throat> of single track. And on either side was thick bushes. And I'm, as you guys know, I can just like walk too close to poison ivy and get it. So as the the brush was rubbing against my legs, I was like, oh, I wish I could stop, but this is too steep. So for a quarter mile, it was just continuously, uh, just bushes brushing the sides of my legs like through an automated car wash. And I was just kind of <laughs> going, oh, I'm getting poison ivy. I know I'm getting poison ivy. <laughs> I can see your anxious face so right that- now. You hate poison ivy. Yeah. And then, uh, so I get back to the shop. And, uh, you know, they cook banana bread sometimes, so that was nice. And I tried to wash my legs off in the bathroom, but I was like, I'm going to be smart and wash them. Uh, But then the next day, I just had poison ivy all over my legs. Did it work its way up? Just No, no, it's fine. I'm a pro these days. You just get spray-on calamine lotion and just, like, tag up your legs like like spray paint. Those are some of my earliest memories of camping with the family. Yeah, and it would be Travis, Travis with a spray calamine uh, lotion bottle. Like yeah. you'd like put your foot up on the truck and just be like, psh, 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 psh. didn't you? It's you also, Travis, you also had a uh, natural remedy where if we were at the beach in Maine, you would sit in the water and rub sand on the poison ivy so that the salt would dry out. Uh, your poison <laughs> yeah. ivy, right? Isn't that a remedy you used to? Yeah, that's yeah. something that I like to do sometimes. Uh, if we went back in time and I didn't have calamine lotion, I think I'd just live towards a beach so I could do that. Or just never go hiking. So, but anyways, to sum it up, I'm doing great, guys. Good. It's, mm. uh, Can we see I'm your legs? over it. Hmm? We're Can Skyping. I- Can we see your legs? Ooh, see baby. Oh, oh Jesus. Jesus. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what that looks like it, it looks look, like you were does, it looks like you got bit by a zombie yeah it looks like a walking I, dead I, like. I didn't think it was gonna be that bad actually <laughs> you played it off all casual like yeah i'm doing good to our listeners travis has a large open wound on his calf that's no sleeping. no all right so the, that's that news um that's, 
So that's what's been going yeah, on with me. What's new with you guys? You're in New Hampshire right now. We're in New Hampshire. How are the free staters looking these days? Did you see any free staters today? No, nope, nope. No, no free staters. I thought about that more since the first time I was on. I think they've all but been eradicated. I don't know. I actually drove by their house uh, two days ago. It looks like they still live in Keene. Um, but they just kind of like looked at my car for a <laughs> oh, while. Oh, they have like a, a headquarters? Yeah, yeah. It's the church. It's like registered as a church. Oh. Yeah, it's where they live. I I picture it being like um, the Lost Boys and Hook, like Rufio, <laughs> and they have a zipline. Bangarang, Peter. Bangarang, New Hampshire. <laughs> Live free or die, Bangarang. Yeah, oh, for, what, for what? listeners that don't know, free staters are libertarians that moved to New Hampshire because they want to take over the state, uh, but they have failed uh, so far. And yeah. you can reference back well, to the okay, first episode. So, so, okay, so we've covered that. I also want to talk about... The woodchuck out back. Have you seen the woodchuck, Sammy? I have not, but we've got a new animal actually. It's a it's a super fat squirrel. And, oh, what and, kind of squirrel? Uh, I think it's a gray squirrel. It's gigantic okay. and it sits in the the crotch of the tree right out in my backyard, and uh, it mm-hmm. now stares in and taunts my black lab Josie. And the, and <laughs> what? No, no, giant like muscular or giant fat, like fat, uh, fat, 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 huge, fat, fat, fat. Oh, so okay. it's got like a big, big belly. Picture me in squirrel form, just eating snacks <laughs> out on the tree. <laughs> Sammy, come on! I'm yeah, functionally no, functionally fat. I rode stuff. I rode a hundred goddamn miles last Sunday. Yeah, you're not fat. Well, I got a I got a belly on yeah. me. You're you're strong. I wouldn't I wouldn't consider myself thin. Well. So yeah. picture me in squirrel form sitting in my backyard, and uh, <laughs> and it's proven my theory that my dog uh, doesn't actually, like, she'll get all, like, worked up and want me to let her out so she can chase shit, but I don't think she really sees it. I think she just wants to go out, because I pointed to it today and, like, said, right there, there is a squirrel in that tree. That's what you're looking for, and she still couldn't find it. Oh, Josie. Well, why do you think it looks in like that? Taunting. I don't know. I think it wants to come in here. It sees me eating snacks. It wants to come, <laughs> it wants to come in. So it sits kind of like near the hot tub? Yeah, on the and tree. it breathes all heavy. I get, like its belly goes in and out like really far. It's just like... <sighs> and it just eats acorns out there. It's like, oh, one of these days I'm going to get funny. in there. You have a theme of like... Because the woodchuck is large, too. You just have, like, large animals. Yeah, I just got a lot of good food sources in my backyard, I guess. Do you think it's because of the supermarkets nearby? Possibly. Or there's, like, some source of food? Yeah, or they might go to Hannaford's and eat the trash. That's a good. That's actually a good theory. Hmm. I don't know. I guess the... Have you seen deer? Are the deer big? No, no deer yet. Oh, but, man, hey, yeah. Travis, I got to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Are are you worried at all about the the volcano in Hawaii? Oh, what do you mean the ring well, of you, fire? You're, like, you're sitting on the ring of fire. Shakes around. Yeah, here yeah, yeah. And, what? You're sitting on the ring of fire. Uh, also, have you been yeah, listening to a lot of Johnny Cash online? People, people are like, oh, they have you know eruption in Hawaii. We had some shakes in San Francisco and down here around LA, but they were four point five, five point five something. I don't know. I mean. I can't predict any of that stuff. I've, I'm not a seismologist. Was it seismologist? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was looking at pictures of Hawaii and man, I mean, that's crazy how it's still glowing orange and it just kind of rolled over homes and uh, a house. It's on the Big Island, I think. Yeah, but wouldn't that be a weird thing, thing to wait? Lava oh, go ahead, go ahead. Is it's 
it's not at least it's not fast i think it's slow because imagine if it was fast lava Oof. then you would just wake up and it'd be in your bedroom but at least with this stuff you can probably feel the heat coming i'm sure it's kind of like uh walking dead lava instead of 28 days later lava <laughs> yeah yeah like if it was just like a tidal wave of lava that would be bad but at least it's like if it's almost like the the earth is designed with things like you can be strong and powerful but not fast but you can't be strong and powerful and fast yeah <laughs> i beg to differ <laughs> <laughs> i'm sitting next to something that contradicts that <laughs> you guys should you guys should have a yeah, like an air horn button and do like a early morning radio host thing. It's skipping the wheeze. Well, anyways, to answer your question, Sam, I'm not really that worried because it's just like an imminent thing out here. So uh, it's like thinking about a nuke being pointed at the U.S. I just it's probably happening, but uh, I don't really think about it. It's weird to think about. Because yeah. we've got the same shit underneath us right now here in New Hampshire, but there's just no, uh, like, pimples it can come up through. It's like the, <laughs> it's oh, like our part of the world has you're talking about clear tectonic skin, and where you are, it's got, like, some bad acne, and it's just like, pfft, like, at any moment, it could just come up through. Yeah. Oh, like, wow. Well, I know they, they're always... I don't want to freak you out, Travis. Here. Oh. Yeah, the oh, West Coast, worry, the West Coast is home to to an 800-mile chain of 13 volcanoes from Washington State's Mount Baker to California's Lassen Peak. Well, there's tons of I'll, anxiety I'll out, out here. Sam. I'll get Liz one of those Westby. uh foil suits, you know, yeah. the heat repellent suits. I'll just start driving to work in one of those. No, I think you're good. Well, anyhow, now that we I think I'll die from traffic jams before that. <laughs> Do you still get really upset about about traffic on the way I home. I think I'll work? turn into a skeleton in a traffic jam before <laughs> before some hot lava shoots up under my car. <laughs> Do you that's like the the internet meme, right? Where it's uh waiting for waiting for the server to get back up and it's a skeleton sitting at a keyboard. <laughs> oh right. Mm-hmm. I tell you at my job when the servers are down, it's re- it's down an hour sometimes. And, yeah. and I feel like that skeleton waiting in my cubicle for the servers to come back. Do you feel like you're in a Kathy strip? <laughs> yes. It's like Kathy and Dilbert. Ah. Have you guys... Hey, Sam, do you get the Keen Sentinel? Uh, No, I read it online. Because I saw the other day an LA Times pickup truck. You know how they have independent contractors to bring newspapers around? Yeah. There was a guy driving in a tiny little Toyota pickup truck with a bunch of fresh copies of the LA Times in the back. Oh, really? And I was like, wow, that guy's still doing that, you know? Yeah, I don't think that's going to be around much longer. Maybe, though. I don't know. Like, I still like reading a paper book over a uh, Kindle. Yeah. But do you think uh, cartoonists, is there still a comic strip in the Keen Sentinel? Yeah. Yeah, the Sunday Funnies. Yeah. I think it could keep going longer. I think uh, robots will be roaming the earth in 100 years, but they'll still be chuckling at Kathy cartoons. (laughs) Because (laughs) no one can do it better than Kathy. (laughs) What was the basis of the the Kathy strip? Was she a female Dilbert? Yeah. I think she was just a caricature of. Let's pull one up. Of an office, just a suburban office woman working at a corporate office, right? I don't know what she did. She'd just always be frustrated. 
She'd always say, Ack. Ack. But, uh, yeah. Here we go. Shoes. Chocolate for the feet. And it's Kathy trying on a whole bunch of shoes, just like thumbs up. This might be the most <laughs> boring comic strip ever. No, but the thing is, with some of the comic strips like Foxtrot and Calvin and the Hobbs, I wouldn't mind. I just like seeing what was, the family was up to. Like, it didn't even need to be funny with Foxtrot. Like, yeah. sometimes I'd be like, oh, what are they up to? You know, it was almost like I was a voyeur watching to see them just eat their cereal and I don't know. Then the the son with glasses would be dressed up like an astronaut or something. Yeah. I it used to be you could just coast in on a comic strip. Like gar- I feel like some of those cartoonists yeah would phone it in after a <laughs> while, especially Family Circus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Did you just shut no, I was just reading. Computer? I was reading. I was yeah. showing Josh a bunch of different Kathy comic strips, and they're actually kind of funny. <laughs> but but the best thing is is that if you go to Google Images, every once in a while you find one that somebody's just modified. There was <laughs> oh, just yeah. there was one. <laughs> I don't want to edit. This. It, it was like one was just her in bed with like chocolate all over her face, and it was just chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, but it's like a, a real. The, a lot of the jokes are about how much she loves chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but is, was it inappropriate? No, I don't think it was. Josh didn't want me to keep. Flu- they were actually pretty funny. Oh, and probably yeah. the guy right, who was well, the uh, the sorry. the strip writer for Kathy like knew that they were like super lame, and that's why they were so funny. That was a- <laughs> I don't know who wrote Kathy. Chocolate, <laughs> chocolate, right. well, chocolate. Uh, fuck. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, anyhow, so it must be almost beach weather out in Los Angeles, right? I'm trying to think of um, what's been going on, though, in L.A. Oh, Infinity War was really, really hyped at the box office. Oh, did you go to see it? No, no, I didn't see it. I actually saw uh, I Was Never Here with uh, Joaquin Phoenix where he's walking around with a hammer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that was, a, that was a lighthearted uh, night at the movies, I'm sure. <laughs> no, not really. It was actually, it was kind of like Drive in the way he doesn't say a whole lot. And you're just watching him prepare to do things a lot. So was he installing kitchen cabinets with the hammer the whole movie? <laughs> Is that why he had the hammer? <laughs> no, no, I don't think I'm spoiling anything. No, it's like uh, he's he's just getting a a girl from an under, underground sex ring with powerful people. Jesus. In it, so, oh, but then after yeah. that, he's like a he's like a hired gun. But after that, though, then he installed the cabinets. No, but that'd be great if yeah, the rest of it. He's just like. <laughs> it's like 40, 43 <laughs> oh, minutes of this him lining them up just it's right. Though he's really good at. At uh, mumble acting. Yeah, that's what Denzel Washington, I think it was Denzel said that, oh no, or George Clooney said he really started to excel at big screen acting when he learned that you don't have to do anything. You just have to quietly talk and not move your face at all. You know? Mm -hmm. And and I think think that's the key to it. Which is exactly what I'm going to do for the remainder of this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Just talk... (laughs) Uh, very softly and so that we can get an extreme close-up of your mouth and don't uh, I, make sudden moves 
I watched that. That's one thing uh, I'm working on. I I've watched. I recorded myself playing some guitar mm-hmm. the other day, and I noticed that I move my head really quickly, and it make it makes me uneasy to watch myself. Mm. And when I watch people that I enjoy watching, like on YouTube and stuff, they're very smooth and they just kind of like move really slowly, and their eyes kind of engage with you and stuff. But when I move, I feel like it's it's almost like a stop motion. Like I'm like ah, it ah, it that. I'm going to keep He's sending you guys good. clips of my guitar licks as I keep working on it. Right now, I'm in a real 90s uh, like uh, grunge phase. Yeah. For uh, for our listeners, uh, Sam is has an electric guitar, and he's been sending us text videos of him uh, trying out new songs, and he's actually pretty good. Candlebox, I, far behind. Yeah. I enjoy Sam's playing, so... Yeah. Weren't you in a band I in enjoy hi- it, Sam. Sam, weren't you in a band in college or high school? I was in I was in two bands in high school. The first band I was in was uh, a punk band called Snake Penis. Oh yeah. With uh Greg Brown, Jeff Windsor. We never really got off the ground. Hmm. But we played in the garage Snake a lot. Snake Penis never got off the ground. Snake Penis. Yeah, Snake Penis <laughs> never right? That that makes actually makes a lot of sense. Because hmm. the snake just drags its penis around too. Well, we named it Snake Penis because we thought that snake penises were non-existent and we the band was really non-existent too so we just were like a like a jam <laughs> hangout type thing in mom and dad's garage yeah uh and then the second wait, band you, wait wait let me let's rewind a second yeah. you you thought snake penises didn't exist yeah like uh if you hold wait. a snake up you don't see like a like do like the, a penis hanging do, off it do they really not exist no i think they do oh, i think they saying, come out oh I thought you were talking about penises that may are actual snakes, but you're talking about if a snake has an actual penis. Yes. I think they do, but like if you like when you're little and you pick up a garter snake, like it, there's not like a dick hanging off it. No, no, I think I don't know what they do actually. Who knows? How I think they... it just kind of fishes out there. Yeah. It's like a duck. But so snake penis didn't take off. That didn't off. take off. You were kind of defeatist from the beginning. Yep. You, you picked a name that was of something you weren't sure existed. Yep. What was your next name for your next band? <laughs> then the next the next band I didn't name the next band. Uh, it's actually going to sound a little weird because it's just all body parts. The next one was called Heinous Anus. Okay. Well, and that's something you know is real though. That yeah. That exists. And, and that one we played. Uh, I think two or three shows. We played a pep rally at high school mm-hmm. at the high school. Uh, and we did uh, a one show at the local college, and they let you at the pep rally call yourself heinous anus. No, that was that was a point of contention. So we had we had a couple groupies uh, <laughs> that had made signs and stuff, and they it was like a big deal because they wouldn't let the signs come into the pep rally, but people snuck them in anyways, and so they introduced us as heinous a. <laughs> oh, we were I remember like, that. What? what yeah, were, who, but we who, came out and put a poster you? up behind our drum drum set that said anus but we put a asterisk on the n on anus wasn't it an anarchy symbol for yes the it was an anarchy anus? symbol yeah. for the and yeah. you had a t-shirt I think. yep yeah yep didn't where were you playing with heinous anus just at parties and stuff yeah yeah that was like the the yeah yeah it was just like around town we had a couple originals couple covers and then that what year was that that was 2000 that was when i was a senior in high school so that was like 2004 2005 so I was uh, lead vocals in that band, and then that band morphed into Big Rig and Jesse when I was in college. Okay. And Big Rig and Jesse actually was the most successful band I was ever in because we probably played 
like eight to ten shows at a venue called the Downstairs Mix-Up at Keene State. So it was like uh, every Friday night, there's this girl, Jess, that uh, had a house with some other people. And she would put on actually really well-curated shows. She'd get like one or two local bands and then like bring up like a pretty good act from like Boston or the Seacoast. And they'd just get like a keg down in the basement and it would start at maybe seven with like an acoustic act and then get more and more rowdy towards the end of the night. And those shows are really fun because, uh, admittedly, I'm not the best musician in the world, but I like to put some passion into it. So usually by the end of the night, like I'd rip the shirt off and we'd do like some Beastie Boys covers and stuff. Yeah. It was a good time. That's, I remember seeing a video of one of those basement shows and it looked like uh, early 90s grunge. Oh, or yeah. Something. Like everyone had their shirts off and the ceiling was low and it looked like a good, fun show. It was actually they, a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. You had a... That's one thing that you have more of in New England than in California is cellars and basements. Like lots of people in New England have these big, deep cellars and basements with washing machines in them, but they also make it double as a place you can work out or play video games or uh, I don't know, have your friends meet up with you when you're in high school. And out in LA, make out I don't with think chicks. There many basements here. Yeah. Where, where do all the kids <laughs> yeah. make out in LA? I don't know. I mean, there are like crawl spaces, and I'm sure there are some basements, but not not usually. So they just do some I don't know some gene jamming down by the L.A. River. <laughs> What's gene jam? What's gene <laughs> yeah, jamming? Gene jamming is when you keep your jeans on, but but you do some j- jamming into each other. <laughs> keep you know keep you all know what it is. Don't a, pretend like you don't know what gene keep, jamming. Keep a little denim in the. <laughs> keep a little denim for Jesus. <laughs> A denim party. Are you, Josh? Are you talking about DHing? DHing. That's yes. what I thought it was called. Other DHing. People, other people would say DHing. I suppose. Dry humping. Dry, dry <laughs> humping to the that's layman. So funny. That, that seems like something that's very unique to uh, young people who are trying to figure it out. Because I, could you imagine like two um, successful like divorcees meeting up? You know, for a date, and then just kind of they both have jeans on, and then just kind of doing that. Yeah, uh, I actually. <laughs> People so, are weird. People are into different <laughs> stuff. Like it's just not gonna happen. I don't yeah. know. I, I can re- see on Tinder, so it'd be like into, French cuisine, skiing, DHing. I'm into heavy petting and jean jamming. Heavy, heavy petting. <laughs> Uh, well, wow. you know, so yeah, basements. Basements are great for that. Um, I want to convert yeah, my basement. Don't you guys? What? <clears throat> I think I've said this before, but I just love the smell of uh, dryer sheets. Yes, that used to be yes. perfect to me. That was yes. a perfect moment playing Nintendo in the basement and smelling dryer sheets. Yes, like like getting getting home on a hot, sticky summer day and just like taking your pants off and heading down to the basement. With some uh, cookies. <laughs> well, what we're talking about now, Sam, is uh, <clears throat> well, well, now we, we've come to the section called Tales of the Road Dog. Okay. And Sammy, uh, we know you travel a lot for business, uh, <laughs> and I was wondering if you have any people you ran into, like in Colorado or California recently, or Florida. Oh man, any real characters? Ooh. Like, how about Colorado? Anything happened in Colorado? How's it look there now with uh, the weed culture and, like, all the dispensaries? Yeah, so Is it a different feel to it these days? Does it seem like Amsterdam? It's actually really nice. Like, uh, 
you know, it it's really nice. You you would think I, I think that um, politicians and the the anti legalization people probably want to paint it as like, oh, it's overrun by junkies all smoking their marijuana. But it's actually like the roads are all paved really nicely. There's great landscaping everywhere. There's really great restaurants. I think there's an abundance. I think Colorado actually uh, gave money back to the taxpayers last year because they were just like, shit, like we have too much cash from this. So we've got to give it back to the people of the state. Oh, yeah. So it's actually, yeah, it's oh. it's really nice. Oh, it's like a Ala- oh, it's cool. like Alaska's oil dividend. Yeah, exactly. But it's the weed dividend. Yeah, they're like Norway because uh, citizens in Alaska get what fifteen hundred a year just from the oil. Do they really? Yeah, from the pipeline. We just, should get that for maple syrup. Yeah, that'd be nice. I read the other day uh, maple syrup has been counted as a superfood, like blueberries and avocado. Really, hmm. I. I at, but I thought it was just sugar. I dump it like if I go for a bike ride, I put it in my water because it kind of puts a little sugar into your system. It's yeah, good. It's a, it's a, if you, who know the what? Oh, go ahead. Who, who that article is probably put out there though by Big Maple Syrup. You know, <laughs> big is there a Big Maple Syrup? There's like a a French Canadian <laughs> dude know. with petting I feel a like cat. All those like, articles. You know, whenever people say, like, butter's good for you, butter's bad for you, coffee's good for you, coffee's bad for you. It's just like whoever owns that newspaper, they just want to short stock the stocks and then, you know, or long the stocks. And they're just making money all day just by put it, pumping out all their propaganda through their newspaper outlets and stuff like that. One thing that I feel like, like I finally uh, achieved at age 31, like, people ask, like, oh, do you feel older? This is the year that I finally just drew a line in the sand on a lot of my beliefs on what I eat. Yeah. And one of them is I think butter is good for you. Yeah. When I eat a muffin, I do like a, it's like a quarter inch slab on both muffin sides. Oh. And it is so good. Carly's like, what are you doing? (laughs) And it's tasty and I'm going to do it. And I remember Grandpa Wyman, that's how he used to butter his muffins. Yeah. And Grandpa McDonald. Yeah. And Grandpa Mac. Yeah. Yeah. And they. What is that? Who. Who um? What is that whole thing about putting butter in your coffee? Like that was trendy. To oh, do. bulletproof. Yeah, it's still that's still a thing. You blend butter and uh, what's bulletproof? Or, uh, it's called bulletproof coffee. You put like grass fed butter and then blend it into your coffee. So oh, it's supposed to okay. it's, oh, so start your day with like some fats and some coffee. It's pretty good, but mm-hmm. it um, I don't know. It kind of like coats your throat with the butter, so it's kind of a. I, I didn't learn. I did it for a little while when I went keto. I didn't like it. Wait, what's well, funny that? Uh, oh, go ahead, Travis. Hmm? Oh, I was gonna say it's funny because, like, in popular culture, it's always almost been kind of a joke. Though, like, uh, when Roger Sterling in Mad Men has a heart attack, his family, his wife comes to visit him, and he's like, "I was doing all the right things. I was buttering my toast with extra butter, you know, like the doctor said." And it, that's supposed to be like a funny joke to modern day people watching the show. Oh, really? Because like, yeah. Because he's like, you know, back then it was like, just smoke some cigars, live that healthy life, smoke some cigarettes, and like put extra butter on your toast. It's good for you. <laughs> oh, Travis, you asked about some uh, some stuff from the road. I actually do have one. I, I just got back from, as you said, Denver, and I went to a drone conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. as part of the conference, they had a third of the uh, like exposi- uh, exhibition hall was caged off for the uh, United States drone racing finals. 
wow. And it was really cool. It was, So you would think, what would be your guess? Like if I told you, just paint a picture of a drone racer. What would they look like to both of you? I think like probably someone, a younger person, like whoever's good at gaming, like a, a, someone who would be good at uh, League of Legends or something, like someone who, like their eyesight is still sharp because they're young. Josh? You know? I was thinking a ski town snowboarder. Did I? Yeah. Jo- Josh wins, actually. This, so I was with you, Travis. I thought it would be a bunch of like computer nerds. I thought they were going to be like some computer nerd, like like dorky, you know, no, no tan, uh, like pants hiked up kind of kind of guys with like hoodies you know but real fucking nerds real fucking nerds that's what <laughs> i was expecting i because I, I had some meetings in the morning and then i i saw like oh drone racing championships so i'm like i'm gonna get my lunch and i'm gonna go watch a drone race before my next afternoon meeting as my little my little me time mm-hmm. and side note uh the drone shows Whoever does the catering at these things is the best because it was Red Baron deep dish individual pizzas that they rolled out. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Usually it's like like they get try to get all fancy at these trade shows and do like, I don't know, like Mediterranean like cheese skewers and things. And they just rolled out all these little deep dish pizzas and people were like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> like there were guys just walking around <laughs> with big stacks of like, uh, or no, it was Red Baron pizzas. Yeah. Yeah, Red Baron pizzas. French dish. bread. Uh, they were a little deep dish, probably you oh, know yeah. about five inches in diameter. Sausage, See, bacon. Yeah, that's good. That, that's good. That's good branding though, because the Red Baron was like a really good dog fighter yeah. in the war. Oh, that's true. And they're doing drone. Do you think it was on? Maybe, purpose, maybe. Shout out Red Baron. Yeah. <laughs> but so I grabbed a couple of the pizzas and uh, headed over to the cage where they race the drones. It's like a big batting cage with like netting and stuff. And uh, I tried to get a good seat. Like it was pretty busy. There's a lot of people watching it. And, um, there's like, well, just to back up and explain like what it looks like, it's basically like a football field long and about the same width, maybe twice the width. And they have big pylons and like hoops hanging from the ceiling and kind of these ramps with like big arrows showing what direction you're supposed to go up over them. And then there's a big stage, uh, at the end of the, the course with like almost like a motocross type start area, you know, like what, like, like it's like four bays. That yeah, the yeah. bikes. So when they call up the racers, they all have to go up there and stand up there to show that nobody's assisting them with their flying. I think because mm-hmm. that's the only thing that makes sense. They're not really doing anything. They all flip down these goggles onto their head and they're seeing what the drones see. Um, they have to launch their own drone at the start. Yeah, they got to launch their own drone. So essentially, like they call up the four racers for each heat, and the guys take the stage. And I'm expecting these nerds, and it's all like 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 snowboard bros with full sleeve tattoos and like cool long hair and like flat bill hats and stuff. Yeah. And they've, and I know they're like snowboard guys or like skiers because they all took the regular straps off of their goggles and, and replaced them with like ratty, like Anon and like Smith optics, uh, straps and stuff. Like it was like, it was like cool to put the big fat, like snowboard goggle straps on them. But these are all the top of the top for the United States. So they're like, okay, for round six, we got Jerry, Devin, Blaze, Richard. <laughs> like, these guys get up on the stage, and they've got their drones, and they set them down. And uh, and I could see, like, some of them were messing around. They pull out their wallets. Frosty yeah. and Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, but it was really cool. So they, 
they had them all set their drones down. And essentially, race drones don't look like drones at all. It's just like a giant square brick of a battery because they just want all the juice that they can possibly get. And then there's no real structure to it. It's just like four carbon fiber little arms sticking off a battery with carbon fiber uh, props on them. So it just looks like mm-hmm. super shitty, but they're just built for performance. And uh, and so they all line up, and then they count it down like a drag race. And when it gets to, you know, like two, they all have to raise their drones like two or three feet off the ground. So it's like Star Wars. All of a sudden, they're just like, boop, boop, boop. And you just hear, <laughs> and and, uh, and as soon as they get to the last, like, ding, all the drones take off. And these things are moving so fast up through the hoops around the pylons like they were mo- they were doing full laps down the length of a football field through these obstacles and back i think in like seven seconds it was and and i'm oh, looking wow. at them eating my pizza like there is no chance in hell that like that these guys are just doing this and they're not on drugs like i feel like adderall is definitely abused i think they're doing cocaine <laughs> like because the movements that they're making through this drone course was just inexplicable like and also they're looking through the fpv goggles so they're they're seeing this jittery like shitty video right in front of their eyes in these goggles and they're just going like like around and, these pi- and they get they get paid right oh yeah they're getting paid they're yeah. getting like sponsorships from like dji and uh like uh unique and all these big drone companies mm. so sam are they all though in a clump there's a clump of like four of them all going together yeah. like a little cloud yep so there'd be yeah. collisions too and it was uh it was funny because you could tell which racers didn't like the other guys because crashes are inevitable and they would happen like every other race there'd be some horrific crash where these things they they don't recover from it like they would just get shredded to pieces and sometimes you just see the two dudes like slap each other on the back and they're kind of laughing because i think they all have you know like backup drones but sometimes you just hear like motherfucker because <laughs> it was like your like one dude's Their like favorite drone, drone or his yeah, last his one last for one. the whole week yeah. he's like you fucking prick well i bet i bet the motors are over you know they over overpower the certain engines and yeah they, they, you know like when you tweak a nascar yeah they have a drone that's all maxed out i if i wasn't there for work like i had to get you know back to uh to work but if i wasn't there for work i could have sat there all day because there was also little side bets going on like people would bet like you're at the horse tracks like it's just really fun to watch actually i think I think we'll see more oh, and more of so that. So you could actually follow the action then, even kind though they're going of, so fast? Kind of, yeah. It was like little blurs kind of going around, but they have to slow down sometimes for like 180-degree turns. So the only time you'd see it would be like for a split second, like it would just be like parallel to the ground, just and slow down to like almost a stop and then just take off down the other side. Yeah, It reminded Dude, me of the, the Speed really Racers fun, in but- Star Wars. Yeah, or remember that video game for Nintendo 64? Uh, what's the name of that? That was the one. Where you, speed Racers. You speed Star Wars. Speed Racer. Does, do, do, the do, Naboo do, Fighters, do, yeah. Do, 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 or not Naboo do, Fighters. Do, do, it was Speed Racers. Do, 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 do. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. But I think that'll be fun, though, if they make them the size of cars eventually and they're racing like that in a parks in the city or something. But I guess that would be dangerous because if they crash, they could just fly through city streets and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it might be like Formula One in the future if they keep them low to the ground, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It definitely, um, there's going to be a lot of deaths. Well, you you could just have also, like a, a massive airbag. That, like if you had a, a drone large enough for a man to sit in, you could have a collision trigger an airbag bubble all around them. 
so they just tumble to the ground. That would be great TV to I think... see a collision with, and they both turn into an airbag and just kind of tumble on the ground. But Sam, what you were saying though, how you can't even see them until they come to a stop for the hairpin uh, corner. Yeah, that's kind of terrifying in a way too, because like in the future, if someone wants to put a like a dart of poison in one of those things and just have it go through Manhattan and like say there's like they have an enemy or something, you just go. Well, just get shot with a little dart or something. Well, I know one guy who's never getting a drone license from the FAA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, well, no, not that I would do that, but like, you know, yeah, no, like that's uh, that's actually all. the uh, the big problem right now um, with the military is that terrorist organizations can just buy these super cheap drones and they just put a swarm of them together, and they know that like ninety percent of them are going to get taken out by the defense systems, but. If they can just get like one or two through, then it's a success for them. So it's like the biggest problem facing the military today is just these cheap like toy drones. Yeah, uh, Luke, you know, Luke Skywalker just needs to get his one X-wing through to the Death Star, and then it's all over. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, what, wasn't there? Was that an Onion article that Luke Skywalker is a terrorist or something? He he's <laughs> he's an Al Qaeda member. No, I don't know. That was just one of those things floating around, one of those concepts on social media that it's like yeah. he, he aligns himself We're he aligns Empire. himself with an old ideology <laughs> and is committed to die to take down the large yeah. empire or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, but speaking of something else that's a little lighter, uh did you guys see the most recent What? What? What did you guys just see? Oh, oh! I was just showing Josh. Uh, Uber just unveiled its prototype of a futuristic air taxi. Oh, I read about that. Yeah, yeah did you, you see that? People sit in a row in a tube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they don't want to develop the craft itself. They just want to have the system in place, you know? We should make it. Yeah, Lyman Brothers worldwide. Um, wide, wide, wide. Did you guys see, you, you know, people always talk about this, but Boston Dynamics puts out a new video of their robot that runs around every few months. There's a new terrifying video. We were just talking about this we, on we the way just, back up we from the barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the new one this week, it was like a few days ago, is it, is it runs and just hops. It comes up across a log and then just both feet plants them and hops over the log with both feet and then just keeps jogging. Yeah. Outside. My take is you I'm that, I'm embracing right? it, but Josh is freaked out. He's like that thing's going to end up hunting me. Yeah, I think they're well. It's so funny because like people just keep seeing these progressively uh, more disturbing videos, but and everyone jokes like, haha, like oh no, Terminator's coming. But it, you know, it actually kind of it is, is Terminator. Everyone, it's very public. It, it's happening very slowly and very public. I would like to recommend uh, to any of our listeners that would like to be uh, aware of the dangers of AI. There's a video on YouTube called uh, "Would You Trust This Computer." And uh, it's very enlightening. Is that the Elon uh, Musk video? Yeah, Elon Musk paid for it to be free, and uh, I watched it, and I'm I'm scared of AI. That's one thing. I I don't live my life from a place of fear, but uh, I think that AI is terrifying, and uh, I think everyone should watch that video just so we can get some legislation in place to uh, to manage. I'm embracing manage it. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I think we can't stop it. Mm-hmm. I think it's already begun. I like. I think what they need to do, though, like if I was the PR guy for Boston Dynamics, I'm like, look, guys, you're doing awesome work, but um, 
you gotta throw in a few like make it able to hug somebody or something like that like do a something that's a little more <laughs> friendly or put a big red button on the <laughs> back of all of them like so as long as you can just slap that button you can turn any of their their stuff off yeah and then it would just yeah. like cover up the button <laughs> the dome or something you know what would be fun guys do you remember every now and then like computers will play they played the south korean man at the game go or uh kasparov you know deep blue faced off against kasparov at yeah. chess in the late mm-hmm. 90s um i think boston dynamics if they do want to just have some fun next time just have their robot sitting down playing chess against a human and then it, it, the human says checkmate <laughs> and then <laughs> the robot can just stand up and slap the whole board <laughs> off the table and then just jump with both feet jump with both feet over the table <laughs> yeah you should kind con- it's like our robots are dumb but they can they can mess you up <laughs> you, you should you should contact boston dynamics uh, about making some more injecting some more comedy so they're not as terrifying uh, when they release those yeah videos. Yeah. Or if not me, then someone else. You know, hire like John Mulaney to uh, do some two-man, uh, you know, like who's on first things with the robot, you know? Yeah. Just like... He'd be like... Some Laurel and Hardy stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm chasing this robot but- around with a broom. <laughs> <laughs> this robot is crazy. I'm John Mulaney. Yeah, oh, my he, he's goodness. He's like a different time. Yeah. yeah. It's he's like, like he a newsie. Yeah, he's like a 1950s comedian yeah. that has been teleported into 2018. I like that guy. Did you see his SNL episode? Uh, yeah, no, I, I watch. It, I watch more now. I feel like they've had a real resurgence. Oh, like yeah. That. All right, so let's see. We've gone over a lot of stuff here. Um, oh, you know what was funny the other day? I was in, there's a little supermarket near where I live, and I went in there, and there were some models doing a photo shoot along the meat aisle Dang. and uh i wonder if it was kind of like to make uh like a statement like you know are we pieces of meat or something but i don't know i think they just it was good it looked cool like having all the meat behind the fashion models but it, it was just so funny because the store was still open so i just had my basket walking by and i kind of i wanted to get some turkey <laughs> But they were standing in front of the meat aisle, so I kind of just walked around the edge of them. I hope that I hope that <laughs> was the Sports Illustrated shoot for this year, so I get the issue, and it's just you buying turkey in the background, like kind of just look, yeah, looking, yeah, just over. blurry. Sam, Sam, have you gone out on your motorcycle yet? This yeah, time? I've been on it quite a bit. I I fixed the peg, because uh, the peg snapped. Do you remember when I did that? No. I was going up to see Josh last summer and uh, stood up on like a railroad crossing, and uh, <clears throat> the the peg actually snapped when I was standing up. I was doing like forty five, fifty miles an hour, and the peg snapped, and my foot just dropped onto the road. It could have been a lot worse actually, because mm-hmm. I had to kind of run with the bike until I got it slowed down. But um, from then until about a couple weeks ago, I couldn't ride it because the peg was snapped, and. I sheared the bolt off and then sheared off the bolt extractor. I'm like, ah, shit, how am I going to get this out? So I ended up drilling the whole thing out and used one of Grandpa's old taps and dies to put new threads into it, which was actually oh, kind nice. of pleasing. It was like when I made my own threads by hand. Like, did you know that you can actually thread metal by hand? 
No, I didn't know that. Yeah, if you have the right tools, it's like a T-handle thing that you just, like, it's hard work. Like, forearms kind of hurt at the end of it, but you just keep, like, you go in, like, a half an inch and then back it out and pull the metal shavings out and blow it off with compressed air and then go back in. So by the end, I had, I tapped my own new threads, put a new screw through, and now I can ride the bike again. Oh, so, and now you've been riding around? Yeah, it was rewarding. You should get a bike out there. You gotta take your. You gotta get your license. Okay. Well, I think we've really covered a lot. Uh, this has been a great episode, but um, I think it's time for the best segment of the show, the one that I created, and Travis tolerates, stacked or whacked. Sam, are you ready for this Mother's Day edition of Stacked or Whacked? Yes, sir. I love Stacked or Whacked. Oh, great. You know, because Travis is always skeptical, but... I think he likes it now. You like Stacked or Whacked, Travis, right? It's okay. (laughs) I've been getting emails, uh, Instagram messages, physical mail about how much people love it, but Travis still is skeptical, so let's see if this will sway him finally to keeping it in the show. Let's do it. All right. So, uh, Sam, you know how this works. We have a category. It's Mother's Day. Uh, and I've decided that it should be a Animal Kingdom Mother's Day okay. category. Uh, one through three. Uh, stacked is positive. You think it's cool. Whacked is bad. Okay. So, the first item on the, in the category is, uh, one, a kangaroo's pouch where gestation occurs... And it's also useful to carry the the baby kangaroo around after birth. Is that stacked or whacked? Is, is this heading to me or Travis first? That's you. To me? To Sam. Uh, okay, so kangaroo pouch, stacked or whacked? Yes. Stacked. Definitely stacked. This one has always interested me. Uh, the only reason I might say whacked is because I'm saying stacked thinking that the inside of the pouch is like a fluffy like furry little haven for the kangaroo but i think in all actuality it's like got some uh some fluids in there and it's probably like kind of nasty mm. uh which is a little gross if you think about it like i'm sure if you actually saw the inside of a kangaroo pouch you would you would say it's whacked but just the idea of it i think is stacked that they're just like come on and the little joey gets in there and they they like take off for the day Okay. So stacked, stacked, stacked. Okay, stacked for the pouch. Long answer, stacked. <laughs> Travis, is a uh, is a kangaroo's pouch stacked or whacked? I would have to say, <clears throat> well, it, it sounds as Sammy was saying, it sounds cute to have a little Joey in that pouch, just like smiling and hopping around. But like, if you think about what's in most people's pockets, you know, you just you got like old, dirty pennies, crushed up Trident wrappers for Trident gum, hmm. some lint. It's just pockets are dirty, and I don't think little babies and kids should be in pockets. So I'm gonna say <laughs> whacked. It's like sticking your kid in like like it's a piece of like errant change or garbage so I, yeah i'm gonna say whack that's nasty all right it's nasty putting your baby in a pocket that's valid yeah i i i i don't take sides but that's a very strong argument all right uh next on the list sam we have um uh cheetah mo- mothers move their litter every four days to prevent a buildup of smell that predators can track is that stacked or whacked that's stacked. I don't think there's an argument for that being whacked because 
that's that's cheetahs protecting their young. But I would pose the question: What are they protecting their young from? Because the cheetah is, I believe, an apex predator. Uh, I don't know what would kill a cheetah, so I I, I wonder what they're moving their young from. I'm probably a lion. A lion can oh, take out true. a baby that's cheetah. True. Baby cheetahs probably can't move that fast. You also, know? I think it should take longer than four days for you to build up enough smell where you feel like you need to move, but stacked. So you're saying stacked or whacked for this? Stacked. Uh, stacked. Okay, good. All right, Travis. Uh, cheetah mothers move their litter every four days to prevent a buildup of smell that predators can track. Is that stacked or whacked? Mm, let's see. Well, I think it's nice, like, a parent... Uh, keeping their child fresh. It'd be like if I were to take uh, a bar stick of deodorant and rub it all over my baby every five days <laughs> yeah. and then throw it in the car and drive 50 miles somewhere. Yeah, that's normal. I think that's... Yeah, um, I think it's it's like it's a lot of energy that goes into all this moving around that cheetahs do and i think it shows that they care so i think that's very stacked all right. i think that's a good mom that does agree we agree we agree all right two that's two stacks for the the cheetah movement and that's the leader currently that's all the right. name of my next band the cheetah movement the cheetah movement all right sam the final segment of the category for mother's day animal kingdom edition uh Rabbit mothers leave their young after less than a month. They leave them to fend for themselves. For, like for good? Yeah. Apparently. Knee-jerk reaction whacked because they're just leaving their young. But in the rabbit world, I believe their gestation period is very short. And I think that they give birth uh, like six or seven times per year. So actually... Uh, I think they're not leaving their young. I think in, in rabbit timelines, they're leaving like their 30-year-old kids behind because they just, you know, they've got shorter lives. Um, so I think it's time for those those month-old rabbits to, to get the hell out there and fend for themselves. Um, and I think that mom's done some work and she needs to like go have a little fun for herself. So stacked. Stacked. All right. Travis. Is it stacked or whack that rabbit mothers leave their young after less than a month? Let's see. I think it is... <clears throat> I think it's whack. I think those rabbit moms should... <laughs> they should stick around a little. What else do they have to do, you know? Other than eat grass and stuff like that or whatever they eat. I don't know. Nuts and berries. What are they... What are they where are they going that's so important? Just you know, stepping out for so they take off after less than stepping a month. out for some rabbit cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> just going for those rabbit. Yeah, well, heading to the tracks. Yes. So I think that's uh, you know that's not cool that they're taking off. So I'm going to say that's whack. Whacked. Travis has deemed that rabbits are rabbit mothers are whacked. Uh, so this, if I think they should be brought to rabbit court for negligence. <laughs> oh Jesus! Travis wants to take them to rabbit court. This is uh this is serious. But anyhow, I think no. We, what the the sorry to interrupt, but one of the the big problems actually is that we've really lost the uh, nuclear rabbit family. Yeah, it's slowly disintegrated, and there's you know. Honestly, no. I know we joked around a lot tonight, guys, but. Honestly, I, if there's one thing that I do want to 
leave on this episode is that if there are any rabbit moms out there that just feel like they just are on their last leg and they they just don't have any support, um, just know that those little baby rabbits are depending on you uh, and you got to stick around a little longer. Two months, that's what they need. You're not alone. It's hard, but you don't need you don't need to leave. And they're going to appreciate that. Uh, so anyway, to wrap up uh, this edition of Stacked or Whacked, we had the Kangaroo Pouch, which was a whacked and a stacked. Uh, cheetah Mothers Moving Their Stinky Offspring was a mutual stacked from both Travis and Sam. And Rabbit Mothers was a split whacked and stacked. So we have the consensus winner uh, for this edition between Travis and Sam that they both believe that cheetah mothers moving their stinky brood to keep predators away is undeniably stacked. This round goes to cheetah mothers. Woohoo! Yeah, cheetahs. Yeah. There you go. Nice. All right. All right. Well, I think we learned a lot. Yeah, thanks, guys. uh, I hope everyone has a great Mother's Day. I know that kind of dates the podcast, but um, yeah, it was great to talk to you again, Sam. Hopefully, I'll see you soon. Yeah, baby. You know, I think I'm going to be coming east in the in the summer at least, so that'll be fun. Oh, nice! I'll come pick you up in my van. All right, you should come on down to Boston. All right. Well, yeah, thanks, guys. I had a I had a good time. Uh, I think we covered a lot. I was excited to play Stacked or Whack. Yeah, so, all right, this has been another episode of Stacking Wood with Josh and Travis Wyman, and until next time, just keep stacking wood. When you see it, stack it up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh.